My name is Chloe Friedman, and I'm a public relations and communications professional. I may not have all the answers, but I'm willing to find them out with you. I'll help you communicate with yourself and others to find your goals and reach your dreams. I'm an expert in organization and prioritization. Visit winggirlpr.com for more information and follow me on Instagram at winggirlpr. Now, take the journey and find your wings. I am very excited to introduce my first guest on the podcast. Her name is Hillary Gardella, and she's one of my lifelong besties. She's a Southern mom to three little ones with a BA in psychology, and her philosophy is to lean into your interests and focus on being present over being perfect. She owns a Finnish carpentry company with her husband and runs a lifestyle blog called Home with Hillary. I invited her here today to chat with me over coffee about the topic of your tribe. So we're going to talk all things tribe, and we actually did this over Zoom because we are in a pandemic and can't always be together right now. Uh, Also, it's very early morning. It's 7 a.m. We both Uh, before she's, you know, getting the kids ready and starting her day, uh, took the time to record. So thank you so much for being here and we'll get right into it. This episode is about tribe. And when I think about tribe, I kind of not just think of my friend group, but everyone I surround myself with and it naturally made sense that you were going to be my person to talk about tribe because you've been around since literally day one. (laughs) So we have to, (laughs) we got to rewind and just talk about it for one minute, but, uh, kindergarten. So I was the new kid to class coming in at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And this was after going through an experience of cancer. So this was my first time I was going to be in a real classroom with kids. I was super nervous, but super excited. So from your perspective, did you guys know you're getting a new student? Because at that time, whenever you got a new kid in your class, it's like such a big deal, right? Yeah, I remember it so well. So our teacher did such a good job of priming us for it. She would show us pictures of you and talk about you daily. So we were so excited for your arrival anyway, which like amped it up. And when you came in, you were super confident. I just remember the pink dress and you walked in like you owned the place and you hung up your backpack in the kitchen center with the hooks. And I was like, I like this chick. So (laughs) That's funny because I was so excited. It was like a Lisa Frank backpack, which was so in at the time. And I had seen or somehow I thought that you're supposed to go hang it on the little hooks, but everyone hung it on the back of their chair, right? Yep. <laughs> so I don't remember like how we connected or how we talked, but I think we just kind of clicked. And then mm-hmm. fast forward, how many years? 20 something. 20 something. 24? <laughs> 20, yeah. Yep. yep. That's crazy. Here we are. <laughs> Keeping Still in touch after it. all those years. I know. We've definitely had our seasons, but I think the coolest thing with you and I is I respect all of like 
all of your differences and you respect my opinions. And we have so many cool similarities too, that we've just been able to build like this really like deep friendship. Yeah. And you're like my friend that I know I can go to for like the support or I have this thing and it's going to sound crazy. And you're like, Nope, not crazy. I know it's (laughs) true. There's just no judgment. Yep. (laughs) I'll support (laughs) It is. It's special because you don't have that with everybody. No, you really don't. That's why we're able to pick it up where we left off. If we don't talk for a little while or life gets busy, we moved to Nashville, stuff like that. We always kept in touch. And I think we both are kin keepers in that way. Like that's just something that we have in us where we, we keep our people close. Like once you open up to them, they're just kind of yours. Yeah. I really like that kin keeper. It's true though. It's like once you're in, you're in. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) you better be careful if you're getting in because you're not getting let out easy. (laughs) I feel the same way. So in talking about tribes, there's just so much, I mean, it's, like I said, it's not just friends. It's balancing the work tribe. It's balancing your professional people who you have to third party work with. And for you who has um, several businesses, it's your social media tribes. And we have this whole new concept in our lives of digital tribes. It's a thing now. So how I want to hear how you balance all of it. How do you mesh the tribes of some of those very different things together. Because of all people I know, you have a lot of tribes. I do. So, yeah, I work from home, which in itself is like a whole balancing act, as you know. And currently I'm working from home with all my kids here with me and the homeschooling and all that going on. So there's lots of different hats I have to wear in a day and lots of different people I'm interacting with. And I think the best way of balancing it for me is waking up super early. I get up at five and I get ready for my day. I look at like, what are the must-do items? And it's always Floridian Carpentry First, our carpentry company. And I do that because that's the breadwinner. It's our main income stream. And then everything else is the extra creative hobbies. And it's nice to structure it that way because I look forward to those things. Like for me, that is my me time and like the thing I'm working towards. So when I put Floridian Carpentry first, it's, you know, I make sure I'm crossing all those off the list and then I'm able to get to the more fun, creative things. Yeah. So Floridian Carpentry, it's really cool to me. I get excited when I would be on the road and see one of your vehicles and seeing the remodels. You guys have done personal remodels and just pictures, beautiful pictures of the beautiful homes you're working on. What is the company? Tell everybody about about that. So we started the company five years ago. Alex has been a carpenter since he was a little kid. His dad had a shutter company. And then He first started his carpentry career as a helper in a mill shop doing cabinet work. So he started for like eight bucks an hour, worked his way up. Then he ended up being a superintendent for a custom home builder in town. And when he got let go from that, we knew that that was like our push. He had been talking about starting his own business forever and he wanted to specialize in finished carpentry. So that's trim, door packages. We do 
amazing like custom tongue and groove ceilings and beamwork and trellises anything that's like finished and really pretty woodwork in a home that's what we do mm-hmm. and it's really cool because through that it's an art form so he's super creative and that's his art form and I'm all like the behind the scenes books end of it mm-hmm. and yeah. so for those who don't know Alex is your husband and yes. so he's obviously a big part of your tribe. So talk about working with your husband. And I know sometimes you work with friends. So the big thing that comes to mind are boundaries because it's yes. really tough. I feel like when you're with a professional coworker, it's easier almost to have a boundary because you just automatically know like we are in the workplace, like there's going to just be that line. But with friends, you cross it all the time. So how do you set boundaries at work, personal life? Yeah, with everyone, you work on your boundaries. This is something you're good at. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely been a learning curve over five years. Before we even started the business, it was such a careful conversation between Alex and I because we're both so independent and stubborn at times. We knew we needed to set very clear job titles and tasks among each other. And it's funny because so many women come to me and they say, I could never work with my husband. I don't know how you do it. You guys seem to do it well, you know? So, and we do. And I think it's because we started with a foundation of this is your job. Here are your tasks and these are mine. Right. And they really never, were never guessing whose responsibility something was. So that has helped a lot. And then as far as boundaries, we do a lot of friends. We work with them. Um, sometimes we're working under their contract if they're a builder and sometimes we sign them on as a subcontractor under us and we also have friends who are taxed employees so they're making like an hourly wage with us Mm so there's a few boundaries here that I've set and I think the most important one is leading by example so they are going to follow your lead if you're showing up late they're going to show up late if you're leaving early, things like that, if you have a bad attitude, like it all stems from you as the leader. Um, so I think Alex has done a really great job with that in the field. He works long hours. He's always first one there. Super helpful, great communication with the builders and the customers. And um, we also, financially, that one was tricky. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's super important have boundaries with finances. So we have had friends who come on and they become a subcontractor. So of course they need to know their contract price, agree on right. it and make sure we all feel like it's fair. But if they're being paid an hourly wage, you just discuss, okay, this is the pay that is fair among us. Mm-hmm. We all feel like that's your, your fair amount. And make sure that you're not talking about contract prices or profits or overhead, anything like that, because that's where there can be hurt feelings or, Oh, you made so much money on this job. So we learned really early on, like you keep your numbers to yourself. You only discuss like that exact business transaction. Mm -hmm. It's helped a lot. Um, Another boundary has been timesheets. So sometimes that would get super awkward. You're working with your friends and they're not sure how many hours they worked or if it was contract or, you know, extras outside of contract that I need to be billing for. And there was a few instances where, you know, if the guys weren't keeping super close track of their hours and I 
calling them all up every Monday morning, asking them to send me their timesheets that I'm not getting till Thursday, you know, right. and then they don't remember how many hours they worked or which job they were at that day or what time they took their lunch break. So obviously I am human resources and I don't have that behind me. So I set up a really cool system that will clock them in and geotag them to their specific task. And that way there's just no guesswork or no tension there with, Hey, you didn't work that many hours or you forgot to take off for lunch or stuff like that makes it super mm-hmm. easy to have set systems in place. So that's been super helpful. Yeah. So yeah. when I was like hearing some of these boundaries, did it take sitting down and thinking about this podcast for you to actually put like words to them and you knew you're doing it, but you never verbalized it? Or have you and Alex, as the business owners, had to sit down before and say, we need X, Y, and Z boundaries? Mm -hmm. How have you come to them? It definitely has all evolved over time. Something happens and we're like, okay, how should we move forward? How do we avoid this? It's taking me two hours a week to collect timesheets and to do payroll. You know, is it worth the expense of this service for it to take me 20 minutes and possibly save us tons of money, you know? So yeah, it's definitely evolved over time and just, you know, working through hiccups. Um, another big boundary that I didn't think of until the podcast was that we don't take business calls at night and we do not have our phones ever at the dinner table. So even if the phone rings and it's dinner time, like that's an absolute no, (laughs) It's very important to us for our kids to see, like, we work super hard, we're entrepreneurs, we run a business, but family's first. So when you're at the dinner table, there's no more work. Um, and it's very rare that we'll take any kind of work calls, like, after dinner time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good boundary because it's just all about the kids, you know, once, like, 6 p.m. Right. And how cool is that? You're setting an example every day that you work. It's not just cool to say, wow, we built this from the ground up, but you're showing three more generations. Wow. Look what we did. And when they grow up, they're going to be like, my parents built this and they were self-made. It's a really cool example that you set. Yeah. Thank you. I think so too. Just showing you a little faith and grit where it can get you. Yeah. (laughs) Faith and grit. Amen to that. And I think it comes down to trust too. I mean, some of the things you said, like timesheets and you can't, you know, keep an eye on every single move. So when you're, when you're building your tribe, you obviously have to build it on trust and it's a two-way street. So you can only, you know, watch people or expect so much to the point where at some point you just have to have faith and trust them. So if you are confident in the tribe that you built, even if you're working with friends, you have some type of trust established, you know? Yes, that's so true. I wanted to touch on that. For us, we are so mindful of like our team culture as a whole. So we language is super important, always saying like, oh, part of the team, part of the family, you work with us. It's never like you work for us. We're all just a big family. So we hold a lot of weight in that and make sure that they feel part of the family and as an equal, like we're Mm -hmm. all just on the same team. Yeah, you were, we were texting about that like two weeks ago and you told me, share that, how you said, we don't say you or us, we say we. Yep. Yeah, we all work together. If someone's like, oh, does so-and-so work for you? Say, oh, he works with us because 
we are, we're all a team and we need them just as much as, you know, they need us. So it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's like, from a communication standpoint, me working for a corporate company where we have more than 500 people. Every time I write a communication, I usually will write on behalf of our senior leaders, kind of like a ghostwriter for them. And I address everyone as dear team members. I don't say dear employee because that sounds like ownership. Team members, it addresses them from that person as I'm part of this. So even just little tiny things like that make such a big difference. It does. It really does. Okay. I want to switch gears (laughs) away from the business um, because you have some other business endeavors that you're in and you have different, you know, friend groups and different interests that you're part of. You're part of the Peloton community. Now you just have so many different, you have so many different things going on. So talk about, I want to hear you talk about your different tribe members for different things. Do you, in your mind, sector them out? Like I have this group and I have this group. How does that all work? For you? Yes, it's such a good question. I feel like there's so many layers, but for flirting carpentry, I feel like, you know, that was Alex's calling and that's his authentic tribe. So I help run that behind the scenes, you know, by doing human resources, payroll, billing, job costing. So, like, I'm more of just, I feel like a bystander in that tribe where I'm just kind of like running the gears. But as far as my lifestyle blog, and the Young Living team, I feel like I cultivated and attracted my like tribe out of Mm -hmm. being creative and being my authentic self, which is so cool because I think it's something that really doesn't come until you're stepping into adulthood and yourself that you start attracting those people like you and they're just your people. And that's what's so cool. And I think why I have so much fun with the blogging and Young Living and don't see it as work. It's more as like my fun creative outlet because they are just like my kind of people and they're super creative. They bring out that side in me and I've met so many interesting people through it. But one thing that I think is really cool as far as, you know, learning about your tribe is that young living is so big into once you get into the teams, they want to dive into Enneagrams and color personality tests. And I know Mm -hmm. you've done them. And so now I think of it with everybody, with all my friends, with, flirting carpentry it's just such a helpful tool to know how people work so I think it's so interesting to know your color personality as well as your Enneagram because it can link you up with work into someone who's got a similar personality that will complement yours well and it's so helpful in team building so in our teams that's how we're paired up and it's so helpful to be with someone who kind of just gets you more even though you don't know each other as well So I always think that's super interesting. But as far as tribes to different tribe members, it made me think of a Jordan Lee Dooley podcast on She, where she talks about different friendships and how they change as you get older. And Mm -hmm. it's so true. Like you have some friends who you just meet up at the gym and that's your relationship. You work out together. Then you might have friends who you cry on the couch and tell them all your hopes and wishes and tragedies, you know? (laughs) So it is, it's cool once you start to realize that you're able to have these different relationships and to just honor them for what they are. You don't have to force something or have the same relationship with everyone. 
and respecting just the different ebbs and flows that our relationships when we're in different seasons of life, like you and I have been in a different season of life for like seven years now. I've had June <laughs> and you've always just respected it though. You never, you know, I didn't feel different or left out. It's, you know, just respecting each other's different seasons. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. You said you just have to honor it. That that's something I have a, a trouble doing. So it's been hard for me when I do have like just that gym friend, let's say, or, that acquaintance friend. And I feel like I should be fulfilling more of that friendship. Like this needs to grow to the friendship level that I have with these people. But literally like when you just accept it is what it is and you don't push it, you realize like, wow, I'm building different people for different things. And if I didn't have this person, I wouldn't have that person at the gym. I can't push it because I need them for that reason. Yep. And it, you've even been the person to point out to me before, like when you said attracting your business and attracting your tribe, even with dating and hearing all my stories and you say, Chloe, like, what are you putting out there to attract this right now? And it really (laughs) made me think of it from a different perspective of, okay, clearly I'm putting out some emotion or I'm saying, oh man, I get this type of person over and over. Well, yes, if I keep saying I get that, I'm going to get that. So you changed my mindset. Like you made me so aware of every, how you attract your tribe. It's so true. And it made me think of something I saw on the internet that says, if the same thing keeps getting brought to you, you haven't learned the lesson yet. So ask yourself like what, what needs to change, you know, mm-hmm. so to attract what you're wanting. Yep. I know it is. It's interesting. Yep. And we have like the different tribe members where, you know, you go to for a fun time, the deep talk, the wine talk. And if you're lucky, I think that person has it all. I feel like we have a little bit of all that we have. We talk about business or work, but we talk about super personal, you know, the wine talk stuff, which is, is cool. But that's also because we have such longevity, you know, we've been through it. There's trust there and just the mutual respect. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about, if you've been listening, you kind of through what we've been talking about, know that um, you're married and you have kids. So tell me about your family. And literally when I think of a strong family or just the word family, you come to mind and I think of yours. Uh, Was that something you always knew you wanted and you just have such a close relationship with your sister and you have all these roles you play. You're a mom and a wife and co-business owner. So tell me about that. Okay. That is, first of all, I just have to say the best compliment ever. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Yes. I have always wanted to be a mom. Like when I was little, if you asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, a mama. So I definitely checked that off the list right away. Um, And I knew that I always wanted a really strong family foundation Um, my parents had me really young and they were young souls and I wouldn't change that because it made me who I am. I'm super independent, um, and have a great sense of self, but I did know really early on just from my upbringing that when I had children, I really wanted to be present in that innocence and young stage and not rush it where mine may have gotten a little rushed just from having young parents and having to kind of be more self-sufficient. So Mm -hmm. That was super important to me and just honoring where we're at 
there's been so many times in motherhood where it's so hard. It's hard to work from home and have your kids home and not get frustrated because you can't do things when you want to do them and it doesn't always work out and you have to shift things. But I just have always said from the beginning, I want to honor where I'm at and just enjoy them because it's such a fleeting moment. And before I know it, they're going to be with their friends and not wanting to hang out with me or lay on top of me. And like, you know, I won't be their whole world. So it's just super important to me to honor this right now. Um, And with Alex, it's pretty easy. He's super sweet, easy to cut along with, laid back. The thing that we always go back to that we could approve upon is communication. So even like, you know, with owning a business together, there are days where it's so much smoother for me to say like, hey, one of the kids are sick. I need to do this and that. Work's not going to get done until you get home. So he knows, don't expect anything from me today. When he gets home at four or five, then I'll go in the office and shut the door, you know, things like that. So that's just a part of it too for us. You know, it's just having really good communication to be a strong family, um, but also to be a united front to the kids for them to see that we're such a team, that we compromise, we speak well to each other. Um, A big thing that I've learned from 11 years with him is careful conversation. This is something that like, I'll forever be working on because I tend to be impulsive or just, you know, get the neck zing in, but careful conversation is like the secret sauce to a strong family. Like just actually slow down and ask yourself, how's this going to be perceived by him? Is he going to take it the way I mean it? You know, things like that. And with any tribe, you know, with work, careful conversation is so important. So I'm the worst at that. (laughs) Even at work, I get amped up and I get excited and I just want to jump on it. And I, I jump the gun all the time. I send the email too early or I submit the project too early in a relationship. I want to talk it out right now. I want instant gratification. I don't want to let it simmer and think about it. How do you change that? If that is because your nature is like that too. How do you literally go against the grain of your nature and work on that? It's being so intentional. I've had to bite my tongue so many times or just be like, Hillary, is it worth it? Do you want this fight? And most of the time it's no, like, does it really matter? And sometimes just wait it out and be like, you know what? If it still bothers me in the morning, we'll bring it up. And with Alex, it's actually super helpful. I write him letters because I am just like you where I will just like, word dump it out I will be like no we're doing this right now (laughs) so I've learned for us like to have our best communication I write out because it slows me down and I have to really think what do I want to say you know what matters to me what am I willing to compromise on and that's so helpful for us because he can't you know stop me when I'm talking or talk over me he has to read it and absorb it and that's just it's so helpful for us. We just write to each other. Mm -hmm. And I know you're not the only person I know that that's their way, Mm -hmm. but it works for people. And if you find something that works for you, I don't think the method matters, whether it's verbal or written through a letter, through a text, through an email, it is what it is as long as it works. Yep. I agree for sure. Mm -hmm. So you kind of touched on this earlier with you need your personal time. You get up super early to have that time. But how else do you balance all of this? Having three kids, the business, 
you know, how do you balance that have time left for you and your other tribes that are outside of work and family? How do you do it all? There's a lot. So I've recently learned about time blocking and this has been super helpful. So like if I know, okay, I have a sitter on Tuesday for the youngest Hank and the other two are in school you know, in normal life, not currently, Um, then I can time block, okay, with this first, I'm going to dedicate 30 minutes to organizing blog posts and getting out some ideas. Or I will like brain dump my ideas for future things, stuff like that. Like when I get creative spurts, I will just like brain dump ideas, put out captions, copywriting, take some photos on portrait mode. Mm -hmm. Um, But also... Uh, what's been super helpful is trying to work in just working hours. When my kids are at school, I used to run around and I would try to clean up the house first and tell myself, oh, I just can't work if the house is messy. It's just not true. I was avoiding the work. (laughs) Like it's really what it is. So I think it's important to just have those boundaries set up for yourself when you work from home and have kids and all these different hats that, okay, the plan is in working hours when my kids are, you know, in care, I'm going to just work, whether it be flirty and the blog, whatever needs to get done. And when they get home, they can see how a house is ran. They can help cook and clean. You know, they can be a part of the home life. So that's been helpful. Just like learning that through trial and error, Mm-hmm. as well as open communication with Alex, like I said, letting him know like, hey, I'm not available from these times today or whatever the case is. Um, what else? Open communication, no surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, and then too, just with quarantine going on, um, I communicate with my kids. Okay, June, once we get through your school day, I'm going to be working for two or three hours. Like they know that. Um you're setting that expectation already. Yeah. They know what to expect. I communicate with them like, hey, mom has to work a little bit more today. This is what it's going to look like. Then we'll go to the pool or then we'll do this, you know, so that they always know what's coming next and there's no surprises. That's really how I balance it. Just kind of take it on as I can, set priorities, boundaries, and communicate with everyone. Like what to yeah. expect from me. <laughs> and I think it's almost too, like you said, you just dump all of your thoughts when you get the creative spurt and I've I've been that way too and I've had to just realize that I'm not going to force it if it's not there because if I'm forcing it it's not going to be quality it's not going to be as productive where if I am feeling it and I'm in the moment I just jump into it right then and there and get it knock it out you know and then you just have to accept that that's the way it is and that's how you are and be okay with, I don't have to do this productive thing. Like every day on a set schedule, I can do it when it works for me. And once you accept that, I feel like your productivity just goes through the roof. So true. It's authentic and you're not forcing something and turning out something that, yeah, isn't your best work. So kind of going back to family, your sister. Yeah. For everyone listening, you guys live on the same street. You have your five kids that are all close (laughs) in age. To anyone on the outside, it's like a movie. You walk on over to each other's houses and you've built this incredibly close, special bond. So Mm -hmm. tell us about that. I love my sister so much. She (laughs) 
She is my best friend. And we have all, since we were little, we've been this close. Um, but it's really like, I have to give thanks to my mom because she created that and exampled that to us. She was that close with her sisters and she always made sure that we knew that, you know, family is everything. Your sister is on your team. Don't ever, you know, if we would be fighting or disagreeing, she would say you're on the same team. She always said that. Um, and she called us the three musketeers. Like we were all just part of a puzzle. So I have her to thank for how close we are. But um, it's funny because me and my sister are so different, but it works. Like we're yin and yang. Um, she's still my best friend. Even at our last houses, we lived like two streets apart. When I moved to my new house, she walked up to my house and said, I'm going to live on this street within a year. And I'm like, okay, Britt. And she goes, I don't know what house, but one of them. She wrote a letter to the house that she wanted and told them she wanted to buy it. And it worked. Like, it's just <laughs> funny. We've always said like, well, we'll always live near each other. And that's just like a non-negotiable. So we are super close. We raise our kids more like siblings. Um, between her and I, we had five kids in five years. So they're just like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, super close. There's a lot of yelling and screaming and crying, but it's still fun. Like we hang out on each other's porches and let the kids run. And it's awesome that we always have each other and we're in the same season of life, which is really cool too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I love her. And I think the reason we're so close is because she is so loyal to me and we were instilled with that so young. Sometimes sisters don't have that with each other where I can go to her with literally anything and she's just there for it. She's free of judgment and she'll also let go of it as quickly as I do. If I'm really upset about something, mm -hmm. she'll be all there for me. And the next day, if I say over it, she's over it too. She lets it go. She doesn't dwell on it. And that's just a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I love the story of how she wrote the letter for her. <laughs> and that yep. is something coming from you guys that just doesn't surprise me at all. They're literally in your lives. There are no obstacles. Like you just... You just say, whatever, like you don't look at things as obstacles. You're like, if I want it, okay, going to figure it out. I want to bounce back a little bit to kind of the business world, but so you've grown a lifestyle brand and blog, and this has introduced a whole new tribe into your life. And part of that is this whole new realm of the digital world, the digital tribe, social media tribe. Talk about that and you know, share some cool experiences because you've connected with people you never would have before. Uh, how has that all been for you? I have. It's been this amazing domino effect from starting the blog, just different partnerships I've gotten, people I've met, just from giving each other tips or community, uh, things like that. One of the bloggers that I met is the one who actually enrolled me in Young Living and got me set up. And her name is Ashley Stock. And through that, I mean, she just has this amazing team and focuses on just like the sweetest team culture. Above her uh, is Danielle Berkleyo and Casey Wiegand. If you have time, check them out. They are just like at the top of Young Living. And it's amazing what they've done with that community and how sweet it is and why I just wanted to like dive in, no questions asked, and get that started as an extension of my blog. Um, and it has, it's just become such a great community of people that I feel are like me and get me on such a different level. Um, 
And two, Ashley Stock has just gone through a really devastating cancer diagnosis in her family. But because of Young Living, she has this huge community that's just so far and wide that's like praying for her and loving her. And it is, it's nice to have these tribes of people who are just going to be such a big support system to you. And so I'm just really grateful that I met her and I'm able to support her and be part of such an amazing team. Mm-hmm. And all the people I've met through it. It's a lot of other people like me that are moms and bloggers, entrepreneurs, business owners. So yeah, I'm really grateful that I joined. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there, but you know, when you're met with such acceptance and positive feedback, I think it encourages you to continue putting yourself out there and building that community. Yeah. And she's really such a great leader. And I'm so glad that, you know, I jumped in with her because she leads such a great example of vulnerability and being authentic and just real. And she attracts that back to her. Okay. So for those listening, and I think that, you know, if you've been thinking about your own personal lives and your own tribes and kind of defining the tribes that you have in your life or realizing maybe I'm lacking this or I've been putting this out into the world. So I'm receiving this back and it's just not clicking how I want it to. What do you recommend for someone who's looking to build a new tribe, make new friends, start their new business or their new idea. And you could, this could just be its own episode. Probably we could talk for hours. It's a loaded question. I'm so sorry, but if you could just sum it all up and give people a few tips. I would say to this person that it's never too late, no matter what, it's never too late, whether it's starting over in business or in friendship or just adding to it, recreating, um, it all starts with you. So I think it's important to think, what version of a friend are you trying to attract? Um, Do you make your team a positive environment? Are you a team player? Are you a joy to be around? What fuels you and motivates you? And just lean into the curiosity. So if you start there and get super passionate about something, keep going and try to emulate the people who you want around you and lead by example. Um, If you're an introvert like me, it takes being uncomfortable. You have to put yourself out there. You have to invite the person to coffee or set up the Zoom call. You have to like take the leap of faith um, and really start networking to build a business and friendship. So you have to do the soul work um, and really ask those important questions. Um, Think about the team culture you want to have or the friendship and be specific about it and definitely write it down and keep it somewhere. And I think it'll come to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've looked at you and I know you always call yourself an introvert, but really you're not one. (laughs) I think that you do need to be alone and have your me time and recharge your batteries, which if we have to label that, we can label it as an introvert. But the way you put yourself out there with your business and meeting people in social media, even doing this, recording a podcast during a pandemic on Zoom, that is not you know, that's not comfortable either, but you do all these things and you do them well. So I think not labeling yourself or saying I'm this way. So I have to act this way, you know, and don't set up those limitations on yourself to stop yourself from putting yourself out there. 
for sure. Yeah. And yep, continue to push yourself. Personal growth is huge. So recognizing the discomfort and doing it anyway, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's true. Well, this has been an awesome coffee chat. It has. Thank you so, for having me. Of course. You guys are doing a family boat day today. We are. That's awesome. Thank you for getting up. I know you've already been up for two hours. I set my alarm, rolled out of bed for you. (laughs) Did it. You did it for me. The nice early morning podcast. Yeah. And for my first guest and the tribe topic, literally there's no one I wouldn't have rather had than you. Um, You're my day one tribe member. So, (laughs) and we're lifers now. You're stuck. Yep. Forever. (laughs) Well, thank you. I will share Hillary's uh, links for all of her businesses and her blog in the description. So you guys can go check those out. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, guys.